0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, what makes the weekend better? Winning.
1: BYU Athletics still perfect at home in the fall, but football on the road. How will this week's events in Columbia affect Missouri and BYU tomorrow? SEC Network's Maria Taylor joins us.
0: Plus more or less than 17 points for BYU football on Saturday. It's basketball game day. And how are the Dark Knight and BYU related? Let's go.
2: This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU
1: Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jaram. We are
0: so excited! It's Friday, BYU Sports Station live in radio vision. What were you doing at the beginning of the show? Jerem was, he was Arsenio hauling his arm so fast it came out of the socket. Oh, my goodness. Presented by the wow. BYU Store, Woo! the official I'm outfitter red. of BYU fans everywhere, Friday, November 13th, wherever, <laughs> however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. i I've Spencer never started Linton, a show like that.
1: Teamed up with YMCA basketball uh. counselor, Jerem Jordan. Hey, speaking of Wikipedia, yesterday, Ken O'Kelly on Twitter says, Hey, the YMCA BYU's Marriott Center annex is catching Wikipedia steam. So I go to the page of the Marriott Center on Wikipedia, and someone in the history second paragraph has said nicknamed the YMCA. <laughs> yeah, baby! <laughs> Not anyone can get on Wikipedia, right? As Michael uh, woo, woo, woo. as Michael Scott said, let's get the YouTube crew down here to record that. <laughs> hey, look uh, on BYU TV. We're seeing BYU Sports Nation's logo on the. Marriott Center Jumbotron. That's awesome. It's good. basketball game day. That's why I was so pumped at the beginning of the show.
0: <laughs> Gargantua-tron. That thing is huge. That thing is awesome. It's so amazing. I thought they ordered the large screens. Geez. <laughs> As I said, energy very, very high am, right now I am in so excited.
1: Being... I went to a yellow card concert last night in Salt Lake. As someone said to me last year, is that a thing that you say in 2015? You went to a yellow card concert? What is this, 03? It was amazing. Energy is really high. It was awesome. I haven't sweated that much since I went to the twenty-four hour fitness in two thousand and seven. It was awesome. Now tonight, basketball. You know, women's this afternoon, men's season openers. Soccer tomorrow. Football. It's awesome. This weekend is awesome. Basically, if you have any plans. <laughs>
0: Cancel them.
1: You're you're gonna hurt your arm. <laughs> I, I think I just tore my rotator cuff. I need I need Tommy John, I think. I'll be better though after. <laughs> oh. How many of you remember Arsenio Hall? Tell me when Hall? we start the show. Do we have
0: an Arsenio Hall gift out there? There has to be one of I those, loved right? Arsenio Hall when I was yeah. younger. Ooh,
1: ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was did great. you did you Matt hear Jared Johnson had a similar show as well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> did you hear about this? K U T V. Okay. Local station in Salt Lake City interviewed BYU alum Aaron Eckhart, who, by the way, is Two-Face in the Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. He went to BYU, and he says he wants to return to the university in some capacity, but he's never been contacted.
1: Listen, and he follows the football team. Yes. Tom Homo then uh, tweeted at him, or not at him, but uh, quoted uh, Jake Hatch. Uh, of what does he work for, 1280, right, last time, saying, you know, any any game, love to have him. Let's have him come to BYU and do the coin toss for Fresno State. You know what I'm saying? How amazing would that be? Chance. Aaron
0: Eckhart, he's got to have a home in, like, Park City or Sundance or something, right, as an actor?
1: Yeah, you'd think. That, how awesome would that be if Aaron Eckhart did the coin flip at Brigham? <laughs> Does everyone get it? Yes.
0: <laughs> and
1: be only BYU wow. can
0: win because both sides are head right. <laughs> Nailed it.
2: Oh. Fresno State.
1: It'll be a win. It's okay.
0: It's so good that basketball is back. And football's on the road tomorrow. And I'm it's pumped.
1: Friday. I'm pumped. They're Jer- handing out glow sticks tonight. It's the out in the Merit Center. It's going to be great. Jerem
0: tore his rotator cuff and he doesn't even care. <laughs> is there a sling I can wear for the show? <laughs> Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Game 10 for BYU football tomorrow. The Cougars travel to Arrowhead Stadium, the home of the Kansas City Chiefs, today to play against Missouri in a de facto road game. It's neutral-ish. Not so neutral. But a de facto road game. On the SEC Network, 7.30 Eastern, countdown to kickoff on BYU TV starts at 6.30 p.m. Eastern.
1: Dave McCann is flying... Uh, as we speak uh, to Kansas City to cover that. The men's basketball season openers tonight, 9 Eastern Time, on BYU TV and BYU Radio against the Fighting Mark Popes of Utah Valley in the Parkway Series. Also, ESPN produced a ranking of all college basketball teams, all 361. BYU is number 63. Boo. Little low. BYU's got to prove themselves. They'll be hard.
0: Blue Goggle Dave Rose thinks that is an abomination. <laughs>
1: Oh, awesome was that. That That's my new Twitter avatar. (laughs) Dave Rose in the blue goggles.
0: (laughs) Me and that post-jimmer. The women's basketball team also opening up the season with Utah Valley today, 5 Eastern on BYU TV, simulcast on BYU Radio. I'll be on the call
1: with Kristen Kozlowski. And continuing the Utah Valley weekend. The 13th ranked women's soccer team hosts Utah Valley tomorrow in the NCAA tournament at 3 Eastern on BYU TV and BYUtv.org as well. Hashtag weWantStanford. Rise and
0: shout! It's time
1: for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's
0: trending on BYU Sports Nation. Gotta get down on Friday because everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Weekend. Hey, what are your plans this weekend? If you have any, cancel Utah then. Valley. I'm going to tell you what they are. BYU basketball, BYU soccer, and BYU football. Five live shows on BYU TV this weekend. All else is trivial. Okay, now that we've got that out of the way. All else is trivial. (laughs) Jerem, let's again relive the entire schedule over the weekend so that everybody can know what they're doing over the next 48 hours.
1: Okay, women's hoops uh, today, 5 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU radio. Uh, I think the BYU wins this game and I have a bold prediction for this. Oh. In fact, I think we should each give a bold prediction okay. for these four games. Okay. So mine is somebody dunks the ball. Somebody no, dunks the ball. That's not it. Ball. That's not it. Lexi Eaton <laughs> scores exactly nineteen points. Jen Hampson's not walking through that door, Jen. She never did. She did in Boomshock a lot. Right? In a game. When in a, a game.
0: When there is a dunk in a BYU women's basketball game from BYU.
1: I called I a called UConn game in the Marriott Center a couple years ago, 08. Maya Moore, she's a fantastic player in the WNBA. Yes. I thought, I, before the game, I thought, okay, if she dunks it, I'm going to be on SportsCenter. Like, my call, right? TV our broadcast, my call. I've got to think about this. She stole the ball at midcourt and had a one-on-none. I'm, and I'm thinking, here it is. I'm going to be on SportsCenter, baby. And then she laid it in at the last second. I was Ooh. like, Maya Moore, for the d- lay-in. <laughs> <laughs> That's What's The prediction? ultimate build up and then let down. My, and UConn's up by 40. I'm all too familiar with that feeling. That's Holy
0: weird. Holy <laughs> what? What are, are these little go bold? away? No, that was
1: for Dave Ruskin. <laughs> <laughs> What's your oh. bold prediction?
0: My bold prediction for women's basketball Lexi Eaton Rydalch right, is not. Oh, yeah, that. Is I not about that. the leading scorer for BYU oh, today. Come on. How about that? You no. think she scores 19? Kalani Purcell. Remember the name. Yes, yes. Kalani Purcell.
1: She let straight out of Mordor, dude. She's
0: like one of the greatest Juco women's basketball players ever. Led Hutchinson Community College 72 and 2 while she was there.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they they went to the national uh, title game two years ago. She basically
0: averaged, she was Kyle
1: Collins were there. She basically averaged a triple double. Speaking of men's hoops tonight and women's basketball shooting around right now in the Marriott Center, live pictures on BYUtv. TV. Men's basketball. Tonight, the season opener as well. 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Mark Pope returns to the Marriott Center. Uh, His team's a little banged up. Uh, here's my bold prediction. BYU wins by 17+. plus. Oh. That's not bold enough. 27+. plus. Jerem, why, why do you continue to go to that well? I will shave my head. No. <laughs> Please don't. BYU wins by 27+. plus. You have learned your lesson. Is that too much? Is 17 bold enough?
0: 20, 17 is bold, 27? Okay, I'll go 27 27? 27.
1: 27. What's this, yours?
0: This is a team scored 90 plus in
1: their exhibition. Well, BYU would score 127 then. Okay, all
0: right. My bold prediction for BYU Just men's kidding, basketball tonight. Bad math. The Cougars make 15 plus three-pointers as a team. Wow, I thought I was crazy. They like to shoot the rock from deep, and there are eight guys that can shoot it at a pretty good quip. So I think 15
1: three-pointers as a team tonight against UVU. Here's what's weird about this, right? Mark Pope was here. He knows what's going on, right, with Dave Rose. Dave was on the show yesterday and had this to say about this.
0: <laughs> and I think the assistant has the advantage because he knows everything that I'm going to do. I mean, he's watched me for four years. He knows everything that's going to happen tonight, uh, tomorrow. And I have no idea what he's going to do. I think that's fair. <laughs> I think that's a fair assessment. I have no idea what he's going to do.
1: BYU is certainly a more talented team, more continuity. But I, I think people are excited about this game. New Look uh, Marriott Center. I know we've seen it in exhibitions, but tonight is the night, right? An actual men's basketball game, first of 31 regular season games. It's exciting. I, BYU's New Look team, Kyle Collinsworth, what if he has the triple-double that breaks the career record tonight? Who knows? That would be amazing. Yeah. We're
0: halfway through what your weekend plans are, and we've given you some of our bold predictions, so now let's invite you
1: to the conversation, y'all, and whip out our Twitter question. What's your bold prediction for the wild weekend of BYU Sports? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Dilly Dally. Kofusi invades Missouri's safe space around the quarterback for multiple sacks.
0: Missouri's like had trouble happened. protecting the quarterback, Yeah, and Matty Mock wasn't good as the returner
1: Drew Locke is a true so now freshman. Dr-
0: Drew Locke looked very uncomfortable against Mississippi State
1: last week. And Mississippi State's a good team, top twenty five team. But
0: they don't have the pass rush that
1: BYU does, admittedly. Mm, I don't know about that. You don't but think so? But we're not breaking okay, down bulldogs. Right. You're right. Bulldogs. Are they Bulldogs? Just... Bulldogs? And Cougs? Yeah. This we is still bold have predictions. We still have women's soccer and football to get to, man.
0: I like Kafusi. I like, I like that prediction. Yeah. It's a good one. Bronson Kafusi wreaking some havoc in the backfield. Okay, back to the rest of your weekend plans as you all now join our Twitter conversation. We move tomorrow to three PM Eastern live on BYU TV. You can stream it on BYUTV.org, the NCAA women's soccer tournament, BYU hosting Utah Valley. Jeremy
1: is your bold prediction. BYU wins exactly three to nothing. Exactly three to But nothing. you're
0: not on the call. <laughs>
1: Right? That's They'll, correct. They only win I, yeah. three to nothing when you're on did, the call. I did. I did call the Pacific match, and well, maybe I need to call it.
0: Maybe you do. You, you want? No, step I'll be busy in? with the
1: pregame. Uh, that's for you. No, you I'll be busy in, with the pregame for uh, football.
0: I could use a nap in the afternoon before uh, pre and post game show. Not this weekend. <laughs> okay, there's a lot going on. Fair enough. My bold prediction for soccer tomorrow: BYU will score a goal within the first five minutes of the game. Mm. I think they are. Super ambitious. They're a little bit ticked off about what happened in the NCAA seeding. Elena
1: Maderos will join us later in the show, about half an hour.
0: Getting Utah Valley at home, okay, great. But BYU got snubbed not having a seed. It's
1: the NCAA tournament, too. The The feel of this game will be way more intense, right?
0: BYU comes out. All weapons ago on the offensive front with Nadia Gomes and Elena Medeiros. You mentioned we'll talk to Elena coming up in just a bit. That offense is really good. BYU scores in the first five minutes of the game.
1: At Coog0709. Listening today, walking through Arrowhead Stadium, getting psyched for tomorrow's game. Go Coogs. Yeah. How
0: does it look, yeah. man? How's Arrowhead? Yeah. We'll talk to Maria Taylor of the SEC Network coming up in just a few minutes. Ask her about the weather, what her storylines are for BYU and Missouri. And speaking of the SEC Network, Brent Musburger, Jesse Palmer on the call tomorrow, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 Mountain Kick. BYU and Missouri, after everything that's happened off the field, what will take place when actual football is played? Question mark. I love it.
1: Yeah. They're, I man, love it. The, this, the speculation is amazing. The setup to this game is interesting because of what's gone off the field, right? So BYU, I think, has to play. They have to bring it because I think that Missouri rallies as a team around this. They're 4-5. and five. They want to make a bowl game. They want to make sure this week that they end the week with a really positive note, right, um, with a win. But so does BYU. BYU wants to be ranked again, the only national context for relevance. Uh, so bold prediction. BYU scores a defensive touchdown. Ooh! BYU has scored, I believe, one defensive touchdown this season. Kind of cool against Boise State. The, the interception six. to seal the game against Boise State. BYU scores another. They score a defensive touchdown, and that puts BYU over the top to win this game.
0: I actually like that because Missouri's offense, of course, you do. I just has been super skeptical. I don't like <laughs> a lot of things that you say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna laugh to keep from crying.
0: <laughs> My bold prediction. And I'm dead serious. (laughs) BYU will score 20 points.
1: Okay, it doesn't sound crazy. 20 plus points. It it doesn't sound wild, right? But against Missouri, who's who's uh, fourth in scoring defense in the country, they're
0: only giving up 14 points a game. They
1: have a bet. Okay, Missouri gives up fewer points per game than Ohio State, Alabama, Iowa. I mean, their defense is legit. Okay, BYU
0: scores 20 plus elite defense (laughs) as as my bold prediction. What are your bold predictions for the BYU Sports Weekend? Send those tweets in using the hashtag BYUSN. Before we get to some more of your responses, let's relive what Blaine Fowler told us about the difference between Missouri's offense and defense. And if you're not, this is a good day to talk about Aaron Eckhart and Two-Face. Because Missouri is that team. Listen to this. When I watch this team on film, I see a defense that's really good and looks like they're playing together. And I see an offense that from series to series, I, it looks like they're trying to figure out what they're doing. It's just like they don't have a clue out there what they're doing. Wow. It's miserable offensively for them. BYU football on the road, and that's the big question mark. Like, can they get it done on the road because at home, Jared, Offensively. Offensively, because at home every other sport, including football, has been unbeatable in the fall. Are they 24-0 and at home? All sports? I heard
1: that number, yeah. Wild, right? Wild. So can the Cougars
0: find a way to get it done on the road? Got weird at Michigan. They, they held got on against. Got weird
1: is the understatement oh man. of the century. It got ugly
0: at Michigan. Yeah. It was deplorable. They found a way against San Jose State. What team shows up on the road against the motivated Missouri team tomorrow? Again, just there, there are so many questions just lingering out there. And I love And that we're we'll going to find out answers. We'll have
1: answers tomorrow. And today with men's hoops. Who's playing? Who's healthy? So questions about that, right? And BYU playing three of these big four against Utah Valley. And an SEC team. Utah Valley, interesting. Emerging school, right? Largest uh, attended school in the state of Utah now. The Concrete Palace, as I like to call it. (laughs) Two sisters went there, you know. Graduated. Wolverine Pride or whatever from Mark Pope. But BYU has dominated them. In the sports that they're going to play them this weekend, which brings us to oh, the oh baby, it. it's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU is a combined seven and zero versus Utah Valley in basketball, men and women's, and soccer. So never ever lost. We said that about softball last year, by the way, and then Utah Valley came in and won. I don't see BYU losing any of the three to Utah Valley today and tomorrow. I don't. Men's basketball one and zero. But then again, you never do before it
0: happens. Women's basketball, 5-0 against Utah Valley, and women's soccer, 1-0. Do you
1: remember the last time BYU played Utah Valley in men's basketball? 2003. I was on my mission. I watched it from Brazil. I didn't watch it.
0: <laughs> there was a guy named Ronnie Price that played oh, for I Utah Valley. Oh, I remember Ronald Price. He scored 30 points in that game. A 19-point win, I believe, for BYU. But Ronnie Price was on that Utah Valley team. They,
1: they ain't got no Ronnie Price. Luckily. Man, seriously. <laughs> Played in the league, man.
0: The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join BYU Sports Nation. What's your bold prediction for the wild weekend of BYU sports? At Ethan Ellington says, Complete humiliation and humbling experience for the other teams. So clearly Ethan likes <laughs> That's BYU, the goal every time, right? BYU big Com-
1: in all sports. Complete humiliation.
0: <laughs> yeah, how about just how about just winning? Not that, like, no complete humiliation and a humbling. Domination experience. and
1: humiliation. D and H.
0: Up next, the SEC Networks. Maria Taylor joins us, sideline expert. What is she looking for in tomorrow's football game? This is BYU Sports Nation. us at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN.
1: Tomorrow night, we'll get you ready for BYU and Missouri live from Arrowhead Stadium. Dave McCann is there. He's on his way. Actually, he'll be there for this. Uh, Spencer will host live here in Provo. Countdown to kickoff is live at 6.30 Eastern time as the Cougars take on an SEC opponent for the first time since 2011.
0: Our Twitter question today, what's your bold prediction for the wild weekend of BYU sports? Of course, football factors into that. Two basketball games, both against Utah Valley, and then randomly an NCAA women's soccer tournament game against Utah Valley as well. Send in your bold predictions. At R. Greenhaw says, all the teams win. I don't know how bold that is since we are favored in all of them. B-ball will
1: be close, though. Ooh, I don't know about that. that. That It's a bold prediction to say that it will be close.
0: Okay, that's the bold <laughs> prediction from At R. Greenhaw. Joining us now... We're about to get bold on the show. Maria Taylor, ESPN sideline analyst and expert on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline, working for the SEC Network as part of ESPN. Maria, welcome to BYU Sports Nation.
2: Thanks so much for having me,
0: guys. Okay, so it's not past us to remember the last time you covered a BYU game in September of 2013. You witnessed the Taysom Hill beatdown. 550 rushing yards for BYU as they ran all over Texas. So, Marie, is it fair that we bank on you as our key good luck charm against Missouri tomorrow?
2: Hey, I will totally take that. But if I'm the good luck charm, then you also need a two-hour rain delay and, like, a tornado-like storm <laughs> coming through right before the game. <laughs> I thought the world was that ending. Was Seriously. That was my first trip to Provo, man. And you guys had, everyone was like, no, it never really rains here. There's never storms. And then there was, like, this crazy storm right before the game. That was never ser- seen anything like it.
1: Yeah, that was seriously the weirdest weather day I've ever <laughs> seen in Provo, and that's your one big you know,
2: impression of Provo. Time. That's all I got. But then I have Taysom <laughs> Hill going off for like 300 yards, so that was fun too.
0: <laughs> Maria Taylor of the SEC Network joining us on BYU Sports Nation. What an interesting buildup to this game. And I imagine that you probably haven't encountered a specific situation like this. But Maria, as you look at the events of the week off the field with Missouri in mind, how do you think that will affect the emotions of the play when the game actually begins?
2: Yeah, you know, we uh, talked to Gary Pinkle a couple of days ago, and he his biggest concern really for his team was whether or not they would be distracted, because at the end of the day, and he's been a head coach for 25 years, he said, you can't plan for anything like this, and there's no way to really know how it's going to affect your team, and like you said, I mean, I've never seen anything like this in my days of reporting, and there haven't been any opportunities for players or student-athletes to make a stand in the way that this team did um, and have the effect and the change that it had on Monday. So it's a completely different realm and a a cause and effect that I think we're going to see, and no one knows how it's going to pan out on Saturday. All we know is that you know Coach Pinkle says that his team has come back together. They were happy to be back at practice and kind of get back to some normalcy, although it is a new normal for them. Um, and then hopefully being able to have some success on the field on Saturday. But remember coming into this matchup that this is the team that was struggling to find themselves offensively and things weren't exactly going well on the field. Um, and then now you add in an outside kind of distraction and them going out and making a stand and trying to make a difference. And right now you can't believe that every single player on the team's mind is solely on the game because sure. it is just that game, and there's so much else going on.
1: And it's interesting because with all that said, Maria, it seems like this will either be a rallying cry that uh, you know, they get behind and unify the team, or it could be something that's still a distraction. How do you see it so far?
2: I kind of see it as a rallying cry. And most of the teams that I've covered, um, players come together over things where they have to protect each other, where they have to insulate themselves. And if you look at what's going on in the campus in the aftermath, I mean, there's kind of been a swell of potential violence. There's been a swell of threats. And usually that's when a team would come together to protect um, those who are probably making a stand. So I would think that the team is kind of coming together – boxing themselves in, kind of building a fort around one another, and kind of focusing on the game, because the easiest way to calm certain things that are going negatively is to win. I mean, at the end of the day, winning cures all. Sometimes if they can come out and get a win, and everyone can look at this whole story and say, at the beginning of the week we saw a team make a stand for social justice, at the end of the week we saw a team come together and win, then that makes for a great story. Now, if they come out and it seems distracted or disjointed, and well, they missed a practice, and everyone's wondering whether or not the team should have done what they did, um, then it's a completely different storyline that we're talking about on Sunday. And, of course, for the BYU fans, you're hoping the later or the latter happens.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Maria, when you look at the broadcast, now that there's, uh, you know, so much more depth to this game, how is the SEC Network handling the broadcast maybe a little bit differently than normal?
2: Yeah, um, my Saturday morning is a little bit different. We're, we'll, you know, doing hits for SportsCenter and doing things for game day. And, obviously, we're getting interviews with, Coach Pinkle a little bit more than we normally would. Um, but as far as when the game kicks off, I mean, the focus is certainly the game. We will make sure that every viewer is up to date on what has happened and the backstory off of the field. But we also don't want to hit it over the head too much because we understand that people are there to watch a game and it um, is a win-loss situation and an opportunity for you know Missouri to get another one to be in bowl eligible. And then for BYU, it could be a great win playing an SEC team for the first time since 2011. So we do want to focus on the game it is important to us to to get through everything that is important and pertinent off off the field but then get right back to the game as soon as kickoff happens
0: maria taylor from the sec network sideline reporter college football analyst joining us on byu sports nation what specific storylines are you watching for within the game after kickoff
2: i think the biggest question right now is um if you're looking at the Missouri Tigers, is where's the offense? Um, it hasn't been there. It's been absent. Russell Hansbro has been struggling with a ankle injury, He's a starting running back for the Tigers, and really hasn't been 100% until maybe last week when we saw a rushing touchdown, and a touchdown in general for Missouri had been hard to come by, and so I think one of the biggest questions is whether or not the offense can self-start. Um, having a, the freshman quarterback kind of learning on the fly, when is the next time you finally get a receiving touchdown, and will the receivers step up and make some of the catches that we haven't seen them make down the stretch in the SEC play. Um, and then, uh, of course, the opportunity to see a game in Arrowhead Stadium. I think that always changes the dynamic, whether or not fans travel um, and create any type of home crowd environment or if it's neutral and how many fans are traveling from BYU. I don't know how the Cougars usually travel, but I also think that that kind of changes the tone a little bit when it's going to be in Kansas City. It's not in Columbia, it's, you know, an hour and a half away. So it'll be a lot of interesting storylines going on on the field as well.
1: Who needs to win this game more, in your opinion?
2: Um, Definitely Missouri. I mean, they're sitting at 4-5. and At least BYU has an opportunity to go to a bowl in this situation. Um, Still obviously a lot on the line for both teams because as you come down the stretch run, what do they always say, November to remember. November can be the game changer for any team at this moment in time. Um, And BYU with an opportunity to have such a great run to finish the season, possible, uh, and great bowls. You know what I mean? I think that at the end of the day, November decides where you're going to end up and how memorable your bowl season is going to be. And right now Missouri is really just trying to get a win to become bowl eligible, get some of those extra practices in, but with Tennessee and Arkansas on the horizon.
0: Can we just play the game already?
2: <laughs> I know, right?
0: <laughs> I've been ready for this all week. That The storylines are absolutely juicy and really intriguing. But as you look at BYU trying to get to 8 and 2 and win 6 games in a row for the first time in independence just outside of the top 25, would a win over Missouri, given that they have struggled this year,
2: generate national
0: respect for the Cougars?
2: You know what I think it would be? It would take not just a win, but a dominant win, you know, kind of in all phases of the game. If you look really good against the Tigers, then absolutely. I think it's something that everyone, first of all, is going to be watching the game, right? A lot of eyes are going to be on the Missouri-BYU game, if nothing more than because of what's going on off the field. But it's also someone tuning in could see BYU in a prime time slot playing really, really well against an SEC team, and that could mean a lot for um, an independent team. And being able to try to finish out the season um, with Fresno State and Utah State, very winnable games uh, to finish out November, that could be one of those ones that has a lot of eyes on it, an opportunity to show the skill and the talent of the Cougars to a national scene.
1: Maria, what stuck out to you about BYU as you've prepared for this game?
2: I think the biggest thing that you learn about BYU when you're watching them, even when I was there um, back in 2013, is it's a team that doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Like, always winning the games that you're absolutely supposed to win, putting themselves in a situation in every single phase of the game um, to do well. And it's hard to come by. Usually you find a team with a weakness in one area, but it seems as though BYU always has the answers or playing within themselves, never trying to do too much. Everybody is doing exactly what their job is. No one is ever out of place. And I guess that speaks to discipline. Maybe I'm thinking of BYU is always a very, very disciplined team, and that always stands out to me.
0: Follow her at Taylor 7 on the Twitter machine. She works for the SEC Network, and Jeremy and I are huge Brent Musburger fans. We've had Jesse Palmer on the show as well. What is it like to work with one of the legends of college football, Brent Musburger?
2: is crazy. Every time I'm around him, I mean, we can just be ordering dinner, and maybe someone doesn't recognize who he is, and then he says, like, I'll have kale, and they turn around and they're like, oh my god, you're Brent Musburger. <laughs> like, it
1: takes two words.
2: You are looking live realize. at Applebee's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll take the ribs. <laughs> um, but no, you learn something from him every single game, and I feel like one thing that he's really taught me is uh, talking to other people and like what I can bring as a reporter how I can elevate my game and my craft. And he's constantly teaching. I don't even think that he knows it. You know what I mean? And he's like, he's critiquing and letting you know what went well. And it's always in a positive way. Like, I look forward to hearing what he thinks about certain things or talking to him about the way that I would like to handle a story because he's just, he's seen it all. You know what I mean? And rarely do you have a broadcast partner that has been through everything that he's been through and has seen, like, every single level of sport and athletics that can be seen.
1: Certainly a treat for BYU fans uh, to be able to watch a a Cougar game with Brent Musburger on the call. Have you mastered the post-game field-storming box-out with the coach yet?
2: (laughs) You know, I've never had to do it. Before I'm trying to think, what game? I've never had a complete field storm, mm. but in my mind, I'm six-two, so I would be great <laughs> at blocking out. I played basketball. I Elbows? dare them to come for me. Yeah. Yeah. Elbows, everything. I would Good. take flagrant fouls all over the place. But I'm getting the interview. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maria Taylor of the SEC Network and ESPN with us on BYU Sports Nation. It's been a pleasure, Maria. A couple of things before we let you go. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, come to Provo again when there's not the crazy storm <laughs> before a game, so that you have some other
2: memory of uh, Provo. I know. You guys tell me when it's safe to come, and I will totally come because it was beautiful. I loved being there. I just any, got rained on the whole time. Any time, but when
1: you came, really, <laughs> right? And right. not November. Okay, and not November. Gotcha. <laughs>
0: and, and we hope that you don't have to deal with a field storm tomorrow. I don't know. Neutral site, probably not going to
2: happen. <laughs> probably no field storm there, right? I can't <laughs> jump over the stadium at Arrowhead. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Check out BYU-Missouri tomorrow on the SEC Network with Maria Taylor, Brent Musburger, and Jesse Palmer on the call. That will be 6.30 p.m. Central Time, 7.30 Eastern, 7-2 and BYU against 4-5 and Missouri. Maria, thanks so much for the time.
2: Thanks so much for having me, guys.
0: Maria Taylor on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline Deseret First Your values your timeline your financial future.
1: Interesting perspective on not only does BYU need to beat Missouri they need to beat them in a dominant fashion to gain more national relevance. We think hey BYU wins they're they're Just going win. to be right next Just week win. it's all good. But if BYU were to play a great game there that would mean a lot and we talked this week about seizing the moment. A lot has happened this week Missouri most of which has been off the field. If BYU can go in there and win that game, those everyone's going to watch those highlights because of what happened this week.
0: Can BYU survive the, I'm, I'm not going to call it desperation, but it almost feels like that for it's Missouri. A, well, yeah, 4-5, trying win, to make try, a bowl, yes. trying to
1: get respect. And that, on the that field.
0: emotional charge coming off everything that's happened off the field, the unifying and all that stuff. Can BYU Kind of withstand that storm early in the game. If they can, they got a great
1: shot. Depends on the O line and that health. Hopefully, those guards can play in Lapuahu and Johnson.
0: I've asked a lot of those questions today. Can they do this? There's a lot of rhetorical Will questions they do going this? on. Yeah, yes. exactly. Up next, Elena Maderis and BYU soccer. But first, it's more or less. It's game day. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: Tonight, sort of a doubleheader, two games at least, Utah Valley and BYU twice. Five Eastern time for the women's season opener, nine Eastern time for the men's basketball season opener, both live from the Merritt Center, both with yours truly, Spencer Linton. Right? Tonight, it's going to be awesome in the newly renovated Merit Center. The women's basketball team right now is finishing up shooting around. We're seeing all the strategy that's going down to t- no we're not. They're just running around. It's okay. There's some paranoia there. They're going to shoot a three. Clearly, Jeremy. we're giving away secrets. Probably going to attack the basket multiple times. It's going to be awesome. But it's, it's going to be great. Utah Valley twice tonight. Five Eastern women's season opener. Nine Eastern men's season opener.
0: Man. It's just it's good to have everything happening at once. Football, basketball, soccer, volleyball. Cross-
1: My favorite time of year is when you have the crossover in November.
0: Some love to ranked teams as well in cross country and track and field for BYU.
1: They get left out of the convo a lot, but they're going to be in the Mountain Region Championships, I believe tomorrow, right?
0: All BYU does is win at home. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Michigan Nation headlines. I know. Game number 10 for BYU football tomorrow. The Cougars at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City to take on the Missouri Tigers. That game will kick on the SEC Network at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Countdown to kick off an hour before that. Watch it live on BYU TV starting at 6.30 Eastern.
1: As mentioned, men's hoops. Tonight, the return of Kyle Collinsworth and the Cougars to the Marriott Center, uh, 9 Eastern time. And we're seeing... On uh, the TV side, there's a Uh, uh, (laughs) it looks like a fan. He's got the blue (laughs) goggles and there's cutouts of our heads with BYU Sports Nation in there. Listen, listen. He's what's he doing in there? It's 10:30 Mountain Time in the morning. What? Hey, buddy, how do you game doesn't
0: tip off for four hours and 23 minutes? The doors are
1: locked. That is how did he get in there?
0: Elite fandom.
1: Wow. <laughs> that
0: guy's I, excited. I joked with my wife a few years back. I said, Look, "That's awesome." when there is a, oh. there's a giant cardboard cut out of my head in a crowd, then I will have reached a new level of <laughs> pride in my professional <laughs> career. Because the guy I was working with at the time, his name is Greg Lee. What's up, Greg? ABC7LA. Yeah,
1: Pepperdine. He
0: put out a picture on Twitter of his fifth grade... Picture Mm -hmm. and some fans at the local high school got that and made like a huge cardboard cutout of his fifth grade head,
1: and that's when you knew. And I was
0: like, "Man, you're gonna do big things!" Like I was jealous. I wanted one of
1: those. Now it's happened. Yeah, so it's great. Women's hoops tonight as well, five Eastern time, BYU TV, and women's soccer ranked twelfth, playing Utah Valley in the Parkway Series tomorrow in the NCAA tournament, three Eastern time, BYU TV. Everything's on BYU TV, except for the football game. And we have a pre-post-game pre show tomorrow. Oh, it's busy and it's fabulous. It's also time to play More
0: or Less. More or Less on BYU Sports Nation. Pretty self-explanatory, but for those new to the program, I will explain it once again. We throw out a scenario, usually with a statistic. Jeremy and I will decide if there is going to be more or less of that. Number one. More or less, BYU scores 17 points against Mizzou. Ooh. I, I already gave you my bold prediction, and that is that BYU will score 20, 20 points against Missouri. So more. I'm going to stick with that and go more. And that's, listen, that's not, that, that's not that unbold. People are like, well, 20 points? What's the big deal? Missouri's only given up 14 points what's a game.
1: Bold, because you said
0: unbold. unbold. I'm trying to think of that. Uh, Weak? Yeah,
1: week, Normal. You know,
0: a weak prediction. I'm just thinking of, like, the font thing on the Word doc. Control Word B processor. or Apple B, yeah. Command B. You, you either on you turn on you bold or you turn off the bold. I'm So I'm going to say 20, 20 points. And I underlined. think that's bold against a really good defense. I'll
1: go under. I think I, – or less. What's the name of the game? More or less. Less. I think that BYU w- still wins but has less wow. than 17. So maybe, maybe 14 does it. I think it'll be a low-scoring 14 game.
0: 14 points wins the game against Missouri. Yeah. Holy cow. Number two. Missouri will score more or less than nine points versus
2: BYU.
0: Okay, well, (laughs) there's 10.
1: Wow. I'll just go straight up 14 to 10, Brigham. You don't usually do that. You don't usually put out a specific score. Okay. I'm, I'm feeling crazy after the yellow card concert.
0: 14 to 10, BYU. Knock down, drag them out. At sometimes boring, hard to watch football, BYU wins in a dogfight. 14 10. That or is maybe Jerem Jordan's prediction. 17 16. I say that Missouri will score more than nine points, but just a hair. I mean, I
1: see 10, exactly. or 10
0: or 13. Their
1: offense isn't going to do just much. Say a weird number like 12, <laughs> 11. A missed PAT or something.
0: <laughs> they get a field goal, a touchdown, PATs. and a two point conversion or a safety.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be a low scoring game. I'm telling you,
0: it's going to be close. I just, defense dominates this game tomorrow. Number three.
1: Corbin Kafusi will have
0: more or less points than Bronson has tackles.
1: Now, this is weird because Corbin Kafusi averaged 3.4 points per game last year. Bronson Kafusi is averaging 3.4 tackles per game. You can't make that up. That's the same number? 3.4? Are you serious? I'll go with more tackles for Bronson Kafusi tomorrow than Corbin has points. Corbin still battling the hamstring injury. Uh, Not practicing uh, fully, it sounds like. Uh, so we'll see how much he plays tonight, and it's Utah Valley. It's not like you have to bust out the big guns right away.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how much
1: Corbin's actually going to play. Right? Does Does Dave Rose need to play Corbin Kafusi oh, tonight? Sorry, it wasn't picking Corbin. It's more or it's more or less. So I'll go. Let's see. Yeah, Corbin has more. Sorry, Bronson has more uh, tackles than Corbin. So no, no, no. Corbin has Get less it than right, Bronson. Jerram. There. Yes. Now I got it right. Less. Dang.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say that Bronson Kafusi will have more. Tackles. No, you need to say Corbin
1: Corbin has less points than Bronson. Less
0: points than Bronson (laughs) has tackles. It's the same thing. I
1: literally didn't take a math class at BYU (laughs) as a comms major. Okay.
0: (laughs) Well, that's apparent now. Yeah. (laughs) Number four, Spencer Linton is more or less confused than Jerem Jordan right now. Oh, just kidding. More. Uh, Oh, hey. Chase Fisher will hit more or less than four three pointers tonight versus UVU.
1: Jaren, your, your cardboard the, head is in the background. Yeah, the it's dangerous. The Those guys have that. Uh, I'll go I'll go less. I think they will be more balance tonight. Chase Fisher averaged 3.02 per game. So he's not going to make more than four?
0: You don't think he's going to come out first game senior season? That would have to be five
1: plus. I know. Did you hear the question? I know,
0: and he's going to be jacking three-pointers up, man. <laughs> I'll go less. You go more? First, yes, absolutely. Chase is going to make more than four three-pointers tonight. Because he's a game, he made hundred and three last year. This is first game senior season. Chase is gonna shoot at least ten. I think at he's gonna least make five. 10? I think he's gonna Are make you five. nuts? Dude, I'm telling you. You think he's gonna le- I think he's wow. gonna shoot at least 10 3 pointers tonight. Ten
1: is so yeah. much. Let's keep going. I'm look at how many times. He I made mean, ten in a game against Shamanon. D two. Which was awesome. But how many times has he even taken ten? Next. More or less than 3.5 wins this weekend for BYU versus UVU and Mizzou. <laughs> More, meaning four.
0: BYU wins all of the games BYU over sweeps, the weekend. BYU sweeps, baby. It's throwing volleyball there, too. Cross country at the
1: regionals. They play Gonzaga. Yeah. BYU Re- Regionals will be hard to win. The men, maybe. I'm not sure about the women. I know they don't play UVU and yeah, We're just talking about those four. But I
0: think BYU, why would they lose at home? They haven't yet in fall sports. So there's three wins right it's there. It's
1: basically will BYU beat Missouri. That's yes, the question.
0: and the answer is yes because that offense is abysmal. They'll rally. The defense will play hard. Missouri's offense can't generate enough points to beat BYU. Up next, all-West Coast Conference midfielder Elena Medeiros of BYU Women's Soccer. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live on game day it's Friday in Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYUSN Live, you can watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Except tonight, it will be BYU women's
1: basketball. Correct? That's exactly right. Yeah. So I don't think there's a rebroadcast. Uh, and there is a broadcast tomorrow, women's soccer in the NCAA tournament, three Eastern time against Utah Valley in the Parkway Series on BYU TV. You can also stream that via the apps or BYUtv.org. The awesomeness level of
0: this show is about to go up another notch. We welcome in Elena Medeiros, all-West Coast Conference performer, of BYU women's soccer, 13th-ranked Cougars, open the NCAA tournament tomorrow against Utah Valley. Elena, welcome to Studio Thanks B. Thanks for having me. Okay, I have to admit, I, I'm having a hard time moving past – the snub that BYU got from the seating committee. I
3: know. But you have
0: to. You're the team. You're one of the leaders. You have to just go out and play who they tell you you have to play. Why Why can this be a good thing that it worked out this way?
3: I think in the NCAA tournament, we can only do so much to see where we're seated or where we're going to play. And I think we had a pretty good season. So I think we set ourselves up pretty well for you that. You had an amazing yeah. season to,
1: to prepare yourself to uh, take on this challenge. Exactly, is that what you mean by that? Yeah. Because you weren't given, uh, you know, the path that, say, Santa Clara was. Right. Which is unfortunate. No, but D- did it take a? Did it take a little while to get over that? Or are you past that? Or are you?
3: I think it's we're tough, past it. Huh? We can only control what we can control. So I think right now we're just focused on this first game and getting past this, and hopefully looking forward to the future and doing well.
1: One benefit that you talked about is that you played. Uh, you you played a fantastic season. And luckily, Utah Valley did as well, mm-hmm. because then you get a host a home game. That's beneficial in that way, right?
3: Exactly. Southfield's one of the best places to play in this country, and I think for us, we feed off a lot of our fans, and we always get such a great turnout, and so having that extra support behind us is going to give us a good game going towards tomorrow.
0: Two years ago, BYU had an in-state matchup in the first round of the NCAA tournament against Weber State. Yeah. Now again... They have Utah Valley. So when you saw Utah Valley lined up across the bracket from you in game number one, what was your initial thought?
3: We were really excited. We knew we kind of had a good chance of playing them after we saw that they took conference. So I think seeing that on the board, it was just awesome. Like, yeah, we get to play at home. We get to play in front of what's going to be a huge crowd with both local schools. And I think it's going to be a good game for us.
1: Do you feel like you could have done more or should have done more to deserve maybe better? Or you just you did what you did and it's out of your control?
3: um i think we for the most part did really well what we could have you know there's always ups and downs in the season and i think one of our turning points in our season was that loss against san francisco and after that kind of defined how our team was going to finish the season and eventually with the momentum going into the tournament
0: what's the game plan specifically for tomorrow i mean i know it's like don't give it away score a lot of goals (laughs) and win the game but uh, what do you want to do tomorrow
3: I think just for this game, we're not going to change anything different. We're going to keep playing how we've been playing, and I think the consistency of our games these past three games is going to lead us with lots of momentum going into tomorrow. So I think our team always likes to play with high energy and that high-pressure defense, and I think that'll be one of the keys for us being successful.
1: On TV, we're seeing uh, your face and a full-screen graphic on the Marriott Center <laughs> That's on the, the Marriott screens. Center jumbo. That's cool, wow. right? Wow. And, and, look, and look what that graphic, uh, the graphic that was written, has single-handedly won four games for BYU. You didn't even need the other ten uh, <laughs> teammates in four
0: games. <laughs> no, How awesome I is that?
3: Definitely needed my teammates for that. <laughs>
0: Seven goals this season, and you that's not even leading the team. I mean, not, Nadia led the team in, in scoring. So if we had told you, and Jaron brought this up earlier today, if we had told you you were going to have seven goals and be second on the team, would you have believed us?
3: Um, I don't it's know. It's okay
1: to say
0: yes.
3: Conf- a little bit maybe, but I've set, well after Ashley got out, we all knew a lot of us had to step up and fill that spot. So I think a lot of our teammates have done that.
1: Is she going to play more? you think, Saturday, or do you want to save for a potential second-round game? Because I know she played against St. Mary's, yeah. right?
3: I think she'll definitely get some more time. She's been playing really well at practice, and we've been needing her, and she's been getting goals for us. So hopefully, yeah, she'll be ready to go.
1: Describe to us what it's like to be a midfielder in the middle of the pitch at Southfield when you have that kind of crowd. It's getting loud, yet you want to communicate with your teammates.
3: What's yeah, that like? sometimes it gets really hard to communicate just because the fans are so loud and the energy is awesome, but... Um, I guess when you kind of get in your little zone, and I know a lot of our team does, and just playing how we play and getting those shots off is when we all start to do well.
1: As a fellow uh, elite athlete, uh, when I'm competing, uh, I, I can't hear a lot. Like my wife will say, hey, I yelled, whatever, and I say, I have no clue. You know, I, I can't hear. I'm such a <laughs> az- babe, I'm dunking. I'm shooting through. I can't <laughs> babe, hear anything.
2: Babe! <laughs> babe.
1: Are you, can you hear, can you hear non-game things? Are you hearing things people yell from the stands?
3: You always hear just like loud cheering, but people will be like, did you hear me cheering for you? Like I'm screaming your name and I'm like, sorry, like I just get in the zone and I can't hear
0: anything. Do you hear the one voice among the 5,000?
1: Well, like you you have to have your frequency tuned to Jen, uh, Alicia, Chris, Bug, you know. Yeah. But no one else.
3: Nope. Only two. And those 11 those on the two. field. Exactly.
1: Right? Yeah. Elena
0: Medeiros of BYU Women's Soccer on BYU Sports Nation. We'll end with this. How much do you want a rematch with Stanford?
3: So bad. I know once we saw the brackets lined up that we would maybe potentially play Stanford if we get past. There's a lot of excitement in the room and knowing that we could have a rematch and play them again. So it's exciting.
0: Let's give her the karma. Let's do it. Okay, karma yeah. given. You're aware of the BYU Sports Nation karma? Right? I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Busy Phillips from 55 yards away. Yeah,
3: that was unreal. That happened.
0: Okay. Nadia Gomes, West Coast Conference Player of the Year. I mean, Elena. It's it's also works out that we have really good players on the show. You have to also
1: be a first female conference player. <laughs> no. That coincidence is not beyond us.
0: <laughs> but we we are excited for you to go and play well tomorrow in awesome. uh, the NCAA tournament. We'd also like you to sign our BYU Sports Nation flag behind you before you leave the studio, if that's would okay. would love to. Thanks. You can do it right now if you want.
3: Perfect. Thanks. Elena right.
0: Medeiros. Thanks, I don't Elena. think she's ever frowned in her entire life. <laughs> Happy person on and off the field. What are your bold predictions for the wild weekend of BYU sports, including 13th-ranked BYU women's soccer? Up next... We recap everything that's going on this weekend. Mark it all down because you're going to be busy. Stay with us. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. What a show. Help when you need it most. Let's
1: whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Game 10 for BYU is tomorrow. The Cougars travel to Kansas City today to play Missouri at Arrowhead Stadium tomorrow on SEC Network at 730 Eastern. Countdown to kickoff. On BYU TV starts tomorrow at 6.30 Eastern time. Men's basketball.
0: Season opener tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio against the fighting Mark Popes of Utah Valley or the Wolverines in the Parkway Series.
1: Women's basketball. Women's team plays Utah Valley as well, 5 Eastern time. Season opener as well on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Soccer.
0: Continuing the Utah Valley theme for the weekend, the 13th-ranked BYU women's soccer team hosting Utah Valley in the first round of the NCAA tournament. 3 Eastern. Watch it on BYU TV. Stream it on byutv.org.
1: Volleyball. Alexa Gray had 30 kills in the 12th-ranked Cougars. Four-set win over Portland last night. Career were, high. Career high. There you go. They're back in action tomorrow at Gonzaga, 3 Eastern time on the W.TV. Cougars in the NFL. The weekend packed with
0: Ziggy Anza and the Lions taking on the Green Bay Packers. Alani Fua and the Arizona Cardinals face the Seahawks. Daniel Sorensen and his Kansas City Chiefs in Denver to play the Broncos. And Wani Unga and the New York Giants take on the undefeated Patriots.
1: Cross country. So Sorensen and Reed won't be at Arrowhead, unfortunately, for the BYU game. The men and women's cross country teams will try to qualify for national today at the NCAA Mountain Region Championships in Albuquerque.
0: Swimming and diving. The women's swim and dive team at Oregon State this weekend. Races start tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern. Good luck,
1: Cougars in the CFL. Hey, eh? it's playoff time for Austin Collie and the BC Lions as they take on the Calgary Stampede this Sunday. Catch the game on Watch ESPN at 4:30 Eastern.
0: Cougars in the PGA. The Zach Player is currently tied for 35th and three under at the <laughs> OHL Classic at Maya Coba. The classic will be played through Sunday. Jeremy.
1: Volleyball. Men's Volleyball signed Shane Holdaway from Huntington Beach, California, and Will Stanley from Honolulu, Hawaii. Both will help replace these seven seniors lost after this season.
0: Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. And you need the most. DexterLot.com. We're giving it to the young lady who put up a new career high last night. 30 kills for Alexa Gray in a four-set
1: win against Portland. Boom goes the dynamite, man.
0: What's your bold prediction for the wild weekend of BYU sports? At Twiggy or Stone says Devon Blackman catches the game-winning touchdown. I love that. I mean, Chase Fisher channels his inner Jimmer and goes for 40. The women also dominate. The elite tweet of the day, at BYU Clark. Bold prediction, our defense outscores their offense. That would be awesome. <laughs> Thanks to Maria Taylor, Elena Madero,
1: and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. Throw stuff, Jerem.
0: Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast on iTunes. For Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Blake Jensen. Jumbo Trump.